Support for OPB comes from our members and from our sponsors, like Tracy Ray from the employment law firm of Baron Lehman. Tracy says that OPB sponsorship is a great way to support the community and connect with Baron Liebman's clients. This is Think Out Loud on OPB. I'm Jen Chavez. Portland's Cascade AIDS Project supports people with HIV and LGBTQ plus communities with services, education, and advocacy. And this year, it's bringing on a new leader. The organization has selected Paul Lumley as its new CEO. He's currently leading the Native American Youth and Family Center, or NEA, and has also led the Columbia River Intertribal Fish Commission. And he'll be Cascade AIDS Project's first Native American CEO. Paul Lumley joins me now to talk more about his work ahead and Cascade AIDS Project's future. Paul, thank you so, so much for being here. Thank you. Glad to be here. Yeah, yes, we're glad to have you. So first first of all, what about Cascade AIDS Project drew you toward its work and made you interested in joining the organization? Well, when I first moved to Portland in 1987, uh, you know, it was really at the height of the AIDS and HIV ep- epidemic. Mm-hmm. And um, there was a- enormous attacks on the LGBTQ community at the time, uh, calling blaming us for the gay disease. And it was uh, really expected that people could discriminate against us. But there was one group that stood out among all, and it was Cascade AIDS Project. And they started to advocate for us publicly. And it made me feel like a real person for the first time. And it made me just gave me the confidence I needed to to step out myself and come out of the closet fully. And it just really felt great. I have always uh, respected Cascade A's project. I just never thought I ever have the honor to be their CEO, which so I'm really excited about it. Yeah, thank you for sharing that. It sounds like they really had a personal impact on you. And and yeah, yeah, thank you. Um, so you know, we're talking about this organization that's been engaged in the fight against HIV and AIDS for decades. How has that landscape changed for that fight against HIV? What does it look like today? Well, uh, we are so fortunate in our community here in Portland and Southwest Washington that Cascade AIDS Project has expanded into the healthcare arena mm-hmm. with gender affirming healthcare and Uh, I think that's been a game changer. There's also been some advances in uh, medications for uh, people who contract HIV or for preventing HIV, uh, something we didn't have when I was a young gay man. So that's wonderful. But the reality is, is HIV is still in our community. People have been living with HIV for decades now, and people are still contracting HIV. Uh, You know, I found out just a few short months ago that my nephew just contracted it and and it was heartbreaking to know, but I, and he was heartbroken, but I was able to console him and tell him, you know, things are different. It's not a death sentence anymore. You can live a full and happy life. You just have to be more careful with your health. Yeah. You know, I want to turn back to what you said about um, Cascade AIDS Project's work around health and healthcare in, in just a sec, but first more broadly, you know, your new job starts in just a few weeks. What will some of your first priorities be coming into leadership of Cascade AIDS Project this year? 
Well, I think just getting to know the organizations because it, it's so big now. They uh, brought on uh, Our House, which is an amazing organization that helps uh, people who are living with HIV for uh, hospice care. And they also have a new healthcare facility called PRISM and another one on the way. They have many facilities in Southwest Washington and the Portland area. So just getting to know a broad and complex organization. So that's going to be my first priority. And then after that, you know, supporting the staff because I want to make sure the staff have everything they need to be successful because their success is our success and that helps the community and also because of my broad background already with community of color organizations i'm going to be looking for partnerships that uh, can be uh, built upon that if they don't already have them at cap yeah you know you spoke to um some of some of the new healthcare um, capacities and and facilities at CAP, um, and I know you mentioned that um, one thing that is being provided is gender affirming care, and you know transgender people in particular are under threat right now across the country, and this definitely relates to healthcare, but goes far beyond that too. What role do you think CAP can play in supporting trans people and the fight for trans justice right now? Well, I hope to be a leader in advocacy in this arena. I think the shameless attacks on our community, especially our transgender and our LGBTQ youth, it's just it's just that it's shameless. It's a scare tactic for people to get elected, uh, and I, this kind of discrimination really needs to be uh, recognized and, and really stopped. Um, I, I am very aware that where I am right now at the Native American Youth and Family Center, that uh, we identify as two-spirit, a term that uh, has been around for only a, you know three or four decades, but it's we've been around for a long time, gay people in this continent. We've been mm-hmm. around way before this became con- colonized and way before Christianity. So um, I think that as a Native American, I will be that constant reminder that we've always been here. We always will be here. Uh, in fact, Nia just hosted their queer prom. I am so proud of that. We had hundreds of kids show up, and that was at the prestigious Portland Art Museum. I think CAP, with all that they're doing with gender-affirming healthcare facilities and our house and our advocacy to keep the LGBTQ community healthy, uh, you know, people can come and attack us all they want. Meanwhile, Nia is having a queer prom. Meanwhile, CAP is having prison in our house and doing all this work to keep our community healthy. So they can attack us all they want. We're only going to get stronger and we're not going away. We'll be a constant reminder to them that discrimination is in our community and it needs to stop. Yeah. If you're just tuning in, we're talking right now with Paul Lumley, the next CEO of Cascade AIDS Project. And Paul, as you mentioned, you are a two-spirit person. And during your time at NEA, you helped found the organization's Two-Spirit Safe Space Alliance. What did creating that space in particular mean to you? Well, just like any community, we know we can't do this work alone, but we need a safe space. And so our Two-Spirit youth in particular have allies, and we need to build upon that. And so we can't just have our own little private club and make progress. We've got to open the door and let others come in uh, to create a safe space with, with our allies as well. And so that was recognized at NAIA soon after I became their uh, executive director. So I'm really proud of that work. Uh, Dan Gilfoyle, 
um, helped create that uh, while I was there. And uh, it's really amazing what Dan has been able to do. He actually was the one who led uh, the queer prom at NEA. Mm. And uh, that was uh, really funded by the work of the Two-Spirit Safe Space Alliance. And while I'll be leaving NEA soon, I will not be going far from Dan because he's also a board member for CAP. So he's going to be my new boss. Oh, awesome. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You know, so we're talking about some of this work that you've been doing at NEA. What are some of the other things you're most proud of from your work with not only NEA, but also the Columbia River Intertribal Fish Commission? Yeah, let's start with NEA. Um, I am so happy that I had my time with NEA. It's a little over six years. They have been the best organization I have ever worked for. The board has been so supportive. The staff are amazing. And uh, we have created so much together. Uh, I'm so proud of the work we've done with affordable housing development. Uh, we uh, have eight properties. Or we just had a ground blessing ceremony on Wednesday of this week. So I'm pretty uh, proud of that. So it be our next yeah. affordable housing project. We've got three that were built during the pandemic, actually, uh, right in Macaulay neighborhood by NEA. So we have 165 new affordable housing properties. We introduced um, native preference policy at these properties because of our partnership with the Select Tribe. And uh, we also are involved in major art uh, activities. Uh, the buildings are beautiful. They're covered in art. The, there's going to be art and sculptures in the community. And, um, you know, when I started at NEA, they wanted me to bring the uh, community closer. And I just assumed they meant geographically. So I started worrying about it like this. Mm-hmm. And we've been you know pretty successful. And uh, when a Native uh, family moves into one of our properties, you know, many of them are coming right from the streets. And I wanted them to walk into the building and see a beautiful building covered with Native art that makes them feel like home. That they're loved and respected, that somebody cared this much to build them a property like this. And it's also a place they can be proud to live in. And also, I want the city to be proud of these properties, too. So I think we accomplished that. Yeah. You know, what do you expect from this transition for you? You're going from leadership of organizations focused on Native communities uh, to leading an organization serving people with HIV and broader LGBTQ communities. Mm-hmm. Well, it's uh, for me, it feels like it's coming full circle. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, there's always been, you know, LGBTQ advocacy in the Native community, and and, uh, the Native community also is affected by HIV more than other communities, so it's very prevalent. Uh, I've got uh, several partnership organizations here in the Portland area and nationally that I'll be able to rely upon, Uh, but I, you know, really have been doing a lot of work at NAN with communities of color, and uh, so I'm, you know, really happy to bring that uh, knowledge, experience, and connections to uh, the Cascade AIDS Project. you know, I, it's also a little bit scary for me, too, because this is the first time I'll have a professional position outside of Indian country. Uh, I won't have that safety net of being Native American, but I think I can uh, handle this uh, you know, quite well. I think people are so far very receptive, and, and, I, and I feel really comfortable. I, I tour the uh, CAP facilities. I tour uh, their main headquarters downtown. It, it just feels good. Yeah, I'm so glad to hear that. So, you know, you're talking about how 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 many different, you know, things that you have worked on and how it's coming full circle. And so you might have some perspective on this. I'm wondering how you think the movements for indigenous rights, LGBTQ plus justice and more broadly racial justice can inform each other. Well, like I said um, earlier about, you know, we can't do this work alone. Mm-hmm. We have to have allies. 
And I recognized that right away when I uh, became the executive director of the Columbia River Intertribal Fish Commission, but we couldn't do this alone. Uh, we were combating, you know, years of discrimination, decades of discrimination, centuries of discrimination, and we had to have allies on our side. So I knew right away we had to broaden our horizons. And I found the same connection when I went to the Native Americans and Family Center. And I think CAP is going to be the same, that we have to rely upon our our allies to, to do this work. It, it is uh, sort of interesting for me that I've had these um, jobs where I was, you know, like my, my geographic scope was so broad and it encompasses the whole Portland metropolitan area, including Southwest Washington and, and even throughout the whole Columbia River Basin. And it feels good. You know, I'm still really connected to all of these jobs. You know, you know I have created, I uh, helped create a new organization in the Columbia River called Inchiwana Housing that's to serve the housing needs for the Native community where I grew up. Um, and so I feel really good about that. In fact, uh, they were NAS fiscal sponsor uh, until May 1 of this year, and they just launched independently, and I'll be joining their board next month. So, um, you know, really proud of the work I do. I don't really leave a, a job or leave a community. I'm still going to be here. I'm still going to be the same person caring about mm-hmm. where I've been and where I'm going. Yeah. And, you know, we've been talking about, I mentioned you're a citizen of the Yakima Nation. You're going to be the mm-hmm. first Native American CEO of Cascade AIDS Project ever. What do you think your leadership of CAP will mean for indigenous folks in our region? Well, I think it's gonna they're gonna feel like there's an open door. There already was an open door, though, I'll be honest with you. We already have a great connection with CAP and the Native American community. I think they might feel like the door is maybe even a little bit more open. Um, I have um, relationships with other uh, Native organizations here in town. There are some wonderful ones, the Native American Rehabilitation Association, the Northwest Area Health Board. Uh, these are great organizations that I'm looking forward to partnering with, including NAIA. NAIA is also partnering with CAP, so that's going to continue as well. I, I think it's just going to be uh, building upon what we already have. Yeah. You know, I have one last question for you. It is mm-hmm. Pride Month, and, you know, earlier this week I spoke with a few LGBTQ plus leaders in different communities across Oregon, and I asked them a similar question during Pride Month, what is bringing you pride right now? I would say pride in community and and, the, and pride in the support that we have. Um, you know, I, I was at a big event last night at the Portland Art Museum, and and uh, that whole program is led by, uh, by, by drag queens mm-hmm. and transgender people. And this is at a very prestigious organization at, with the people in the audience, you know, where they were the these were very powerful and very wealthy people. And the more that we get attacked, the transgender community and the gay community, LGBTQ+, the stronger we get. And I saw that last night, and I was just filled with pride. And I look forward to that same kind of powerful connection to community and our allies at the at Portland's Pride Festival. It's going to be exciting. <laughs> well, Paul, thank you so much for joining us today, and congratulations on your new position. Thank you. I've been speaking with Paul Lumley. He's the new incoming CEO of Portland's Cascade AIDS Project.